Super Yacht Radio. Making you feel good all, all day, day long. long. Strawberries, cherries and an angel's kissing spray. My summer wine is really made for money. I sang a song that I had sang just for a few. Hello, you're listening to Super Yacht Radio. My name is Armin Müller. I'm the White Dog Sommelier. And today we have a very interesting person in the interview, which is Patrick Rigami from a top winery in Switzerland. And the name of the winery is Domain. Hello again, I'm together here with Patrick Rigami, he's the owner, one of the owners of the domain Histoire d'Enfer. And one of his wines, and we will talk, talk later about this wine, is a very cool Pinot Noir, awarded as the best Pinot Noir in Switzerland through Falstaff. But before we are going into the details, first give, I give the word to Patrick to introduce himself a little bit. So Patrick, you have the word to introduce yourself to Superyacht Radio listeners. Good evening, I'm Patrick Ibrahimé. I'm a medical doctor and my passion is medicine, obviously, but also uh, wine. Uh, I, uh, I was in the Grand Jury Européen for tasting uh, representing Switzerland with uh, Jacques Perrin. And uh, now uh, we run a, a domain called Histoire d'Enfer since uh, 2008. And we did that with uh, two friends at the beginning. Now uh, we, we change a little bit. And since um, we are a new winemaker since uh, 16, uh, called Elio Moreno, and we are uh, we try to do organic and uh, bio biodynamic, but um, not completely because we consider to move completely that and to change uh, in biodynamic or in in, uh, in uh, organic culture. It's very important to remove the, 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 the pesticide uh, at least 10 years after. It's not completely, we, we can do that by, by law after three years, but it's not completely correct. We prefer to change slowly, but we change completely, but we prefer uh, to, to have the, the label after uh, five, six or 10 years because it's more correct like that. And we, we perform uh, 22 or, tw uh, or 23 different wine with a very small crop, uh, probably uh, 25 hectolit by hectares, with uh, 10,000 um, wine per uh, hectare. It's very low in Valais. In Valais, we, we normally we, we produce uh, two or three uh, times more, uh, around uh, 60 or 70 hectoliters by hectares. And... Um, 
Yeah. Dear listeners, you, you hear that Patrick is really, really passionate about what he is doing. But before we are going so deep into detail, I would love to hear, Patrick, so if you hear the word wine, what comes into your mind when you think about wine? So let's warm a little bit up before we are going so deep into the detail. Uh, friendly, uh, uh, it's important to be uh, more present to, to test the wine because it's a, a moment of, uh, uh, how do you say that in English? Uh, Join people together because it's it, it, it's um, um, yes um, uh, sort of uh, in French is convivialité. Um, maybe you want to say social sociability. So, so to socialize with other people, to have fun together, to be in a friendly atmosphere, and to enjoy the wine with the good people and with the good food. Yeah, is that what you? Absolutely, want? absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> yes. And, and it's uh, way to travel when when you can't travel in those times because you are confined. So drinking wine with other people is is a kind of. A, Of, of travel that you can have home or at, the, at your place, because you can travel to taste and to, uh, yeah. to, to different wines. And you, you can meet a lot of different person, you can meet uh, different uh, producer of wine because we can do exchange and that, that's very interesting because you, you learn a lot because uh, you, we have always uh, something to learn about wine because it's a very deep uh, uh, subject, topic. I totally agree with you, Patrick. I'm learning always new things about wine. And uh, uh, I'm not so deep into the wine as you. I'm just only a sommelier. You are really in the field. You're uh, grabbing the soil. You're uh, having all these different steps to during, during the year to make the wine. So I always say that is amazing. And um, I totally agree with you. And then it's so cool to bring something to the people which gives joy then to the people. Oh, I did that before to, to, to be in the vineyard. Now it's uh, mainly uh, Elio with uh, his, his team. Uh, and uh, boy, I'm sometime uh, uh, have a look obviously on the, on the grape, on the vineyard and uh, on the culture. It's very important because I, I need to continue to have a patient for that because uh, we learn every day for concerning uh, biodynamic and, and, and organic uh, culture. Yeah, and organic culture is, I think, what is a, the history, not, not only the history, it, that is the future because um, it's important that we respect our earth, that we respect the soil, that we respect our surroundings and, have, and give sustainability to what we are doing. And yes. um, on, on your website, you have written, in less than a de decade, Histoire d'Enfer has not only made a name for itself, it also has established a position among the elite of Swiss wines. Our wines now appear on menus and wine lists in some of the finest restaurants in the country and in many connoisseur cellars. To reach this level of expertise is that a burden or is it a motivation for you and why why sorry why um uh, what you have written on your website uh, this yeah. is 
uh, it sounds so beautiful, but is that for you to reach this level of expertise, is that like a burden or is it like a motivation? Uh, so um, how do you see this and uh, why? Well, um, it's difficult to explain. Uh, probably because I am a doctor, uh, I would like to produce uh, uh, wine, healthy, healthy wine, not with a chemical product. And uh, I like the wine. I like to test the wine. I like to drink the wine, but not too much because of my profession. I cannot imagine to, to have person working with me uh, uh, receiving toxic product because uh, of the culture of the wine, uh, of the wine yard. It's very important to, to be healthy. And um, yes, well, what do you think uh, about that, uh, Elio? I think it's, motiv it's uh, motivation, I think, because it's, uh, it's always push you to try to make better, because you, know? you know that people are waiting for you the, the best, so you have to produce the best. And, uh, it's, the first motivation is for us, and then it's for the people that drink the wine after, but the first motivation is definitely for us. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like this answer because it shows that you are very passionate about what you're doing and that you want to bring the very best to the people. And uh, that is, of course, only reachable if you are motivated, not if it is a burden. So yeah, the thing is, you know, when you produce wine, you are the first person that you drink that wine. So you just want to have a nice experience and just enjoy the wine that you're drinking and making. So um, yeah, you are the first customer. If one night you drink a little bit too much, one bottle, and the, the day after you are you feel very well, it's it's very good. If you have headache because too much sulfur, or if you have headache because no sulfur at all, and that produce uh, as you say uh, uh, histamine uh, because the the, the malolactic um, bacteria transform uh, uh, histidine in histamine, and histamine is a allergic mediator and that's not good because you, if, you, if you drink too much natural wine it's very important to, to try to do that your wine but if you drink too much natural wine with a lot of histamine it's not good also the, the two extreme too much sulfur and no sulfur are very probably bad it's like in the life it's probably uh, the, 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 the way of the middle yeah and we try to do that and we try to reduce The sulfur, we have no sulfur during the the one the, 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 the year, during the, um, the harvest. We don't put sulfur in the red and in the white wine at the beginning. Just after the second fermentation, the malolactic fermentation, we put we had a small quantity of sulfur. Okay, I totally understand. Yeah. And I think that's a good good argument which which you brought up because many people are just telling about wow we are doing non sulfur um, but never they explain that there could be also a risk which you explained now so it was very good to to hear your argument about that and you, you unique things we add in the wine is sulfur uh, no other product at all no collage no no copper, no etc. etc. Uh, natural yeast uh, from from the terroir, and we, we try to do um, a maximum possible uh, uh, to respect la nature, nature. Yeah. 
Patrick, could you be so kind to give us a presentation about um, the area of Wale, which means, so what is the climate? What kind of terroir do you have? What main grapes um, do you produce? Is it a mix between autochthonous and international varieties? So let's start with the climate. What kind of climate do you have in Wale? Uh, we have a quite hot climate, very dry because uh, Uh, it, well, the valley is a, it's a sort of it's a valley, and in this valley we have 5,000 hectares of, of wine, and uh, we have the Bas Valley, the Valley Central, and the Haut Valley, and here the, between the Valley Central and the Haut Valley at the limit, and at this place here is probably one of the driest place of the uh, of the Europe. We have a four between four and five hundred millimeter of water per year, not more, and uh, and a lot during the winter to have uh, we hope some snow, and uh, the climate is dry, and we we have a very 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 uh, limestone with a, calc, a lot of calcare. Calcare is limestone, uh, very um, stone uh, soil. And we have uh, we reach 80 percent of uh, limestone and uh, 20, uh, between 25 and 29 active uh, limestone. That means we cannot use a lot of different uh, portographs. We can use uh, 5BB, 5C, but it's difficult to use the other one because too much limestone. And that if you have a rain that produces uh, uh, no incorporation of the iron in the in the in the wine, and that produces uh, difficulties. To, after that, to have a, a good balance in the in the grape, um, we have a, a lot of 22 wines different, and we have a lot uh, of different uh, uh, cépages. For the red, we have Gamay, Pinot Noir, Cornalin. It's a typical uh, um, Swiss grape, and also in, existing also in the Val d'Aoste in, in Italy. We have uh, Syrah. We have Diolinoir. Diolinoir. It's a Uh, a, a cross between Pinot Noir and Rouge de Dioli, typical Swiss grape. Uh, and we have, um, for, the, for the white uh, Chasla, called Fendant in Valais, uh, we have uh, Pinot Gris, Chardonnay, Petit Arvin, Marsan, Sylvaner. We recently planted Chenin. Uh, we have... Um, Yes, uh, we, we, we perform a, a sort of a vintage port-like uh, with Dioli Noir, uh, adding uh, uh, alcohol, like in, in Porto. And we have a, a nice line, like in Germany, uh, with, uh, with a grape uh, picked after the froze in January and February, or, or after passriage, uh, and not a nice vine, Uh, sweet wine uh, in, in November, in December. It depends. We, we change that uh, every year because it depends on the, of the climate. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> And um, regarding the grapes, uh, which is your main red grape and which is your main white grape? And how is the percentage of all over grape? 
At the moment, we have uh, probably uh, 60% red wine and 40% white wine. We increase the white wine because we try to do uh, rosé. Well, rosé, it's a little bit different, but more white wine. We recently plant uh, Chenin. Uh, We would like to put some more Marsan because Marsan is very interesting. Uh, Completaire, because Completaire is probably the unique, very... Valaisan grape, but moved in the in the Grison, and after that uh, come back again in in Valais. But it's very rare to have some completer. It's very interesting. Um, and for the red, uh, mainly Pinot Noir, and we we have different Pinot Noir. We had before five Pinot Noir, like the, like the woman, désir, plaisir, passion, and after that calcaire and calcaire absolu. Calcare and Calcare Absolute are in Salgesh. It's uh, in the German part of the Valais um, with a, a soil with more limestone. And uh, in Corin, we have uh, Désir, Plaisir, and Passion. Passion means all grape, all branch, not this team. Uh, Désir was this team before, but we stopped to do. And, and Plaisir is... Uh, uh, all, now is an old branch, but a little part is this team. To, to, to have a wine more fruity and more easy to drink before. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do wine for a long time, 20 years, uh, we hope, because of, a, of the big concentration. And uh, we have two Syrah, uh, one basic and one uh, old branch, not this team. The same with the Cornalin now. Uh, one Cornalin uh, normally, traditionally, completely distinct, and we try recently to have a new Cornalin, old branch, and it's very interesting. And we have less reduction because um, uh, Cornalin has a tendency to have a reduction. And with the old branch, we have less reduction, more perfume, uh, more clean perfume at the beginning, more complexity, more finesse, and we like that. And uh, also we perform a Dioli Noir, old branch, uh, and uh, Gamay, all branch and very interesting Gamay because the Gamay seems to be a Pinot Noir with more acidity and uh, not too much rustic tannin. tannin. Mm-hmm. And it's very mm-hmm. interesting to to have the possibility to do that. And um, from the white grapes, so from the from the red grapes, Pinot Noir is your main grape, and from the white grapes, which is the main grape in the range of the white it's, grapes. In the wine, white wine is probably uh, Petit Arvin, the main grape. After that, Chardonnay, and perhaps after that, Payen. Well, I, I, I forgot to, 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 to speak about Payen before, but Payen is uh, Aida or Savagnin in the Jura in France. It's very interesting because it's uh, quite similar to, uh, to uh, Chardonnay, but with more... Uh, fat and more uh, acidity and it's very interesting because in Valais it's hot and some too much hot year or vintage it's difficult to perform um, uh, Pinot Noir and it's difficult to perform Chardonnay because uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir like fresh night and not too too hot summer. So it so that means Pinot Noir and Chardonnay is always a little challenge for you. Is that uh, correct? Yes. Yeah, we like a lot Burgundy, and it's a challenge to to try to do wine not similar, but uh, with uh, the same intensity, with the same 
power of the terroir like in Burgundy. And is it a challenge for you because of the climate change or is it generally a, a challenge? No, it's generally a challenge. We like a lot the whole branch, not distinct grape because that put more complexity. We try to do that a vin orange with a white. We, we, we perform a white with a whole branch, uh, not distinct. Uh, cool vin orange with a petit arvin, pinot gris, depend of the year. It's a little bit the fantasy of the of the year. It's interesting also to have a new challenge and not and now a method champenoise also since three years, but not in the in the market at the moment. But we we would like to to have an affinage uh, an élevage at least for four years. But uh, effect effectively the the most important white are Petit Arvin, but we like a lot Chardonnay, and the most important red are probably Syrah, Cornalin, and Pinot Noir, but we like a lot of the, the Pinot Noir. Thank you so much, Patrick, for giving us an insight about what is uh, the structure, what is the structure about the percentage about the whites and the reds. Uh, we have now understood what is the climate and the soil and the grapes in the Valais region. Can you present a bit Domaine Histoire d'Enfer to us? Yes, in the Domaine Histoire d'Enfer, we have uh, more or less eight hectares. Uh, we start with four. That's the reason we have the D, because D is the fourth letter of the alphabet. That means also uh, terroir in Greek. And that means also uh, four hectares and the uh, doctor also. And so the D was a, now to a, H. a choice. So you have to change now to H. H. Yeah. Because it's eight. <laughs> <laughs> But we will continue with the D, perhaps with a uh, Apfelsaft. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, Cidre. The, the fermentation of the. Uh, of the um, Apple. Of the apple. Okay, yeah. Yeah, with the sea, perhaps. We, 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 uh, we are thinking about that. If you continue with a D for this, this uh, sort of product, or we, if you, we will put a C. Uh, and um, well, in our, we have eight hectares. It's, uh, as I said before, uh, very limestone. In the Bavale, you have granite. It's a granitic, like in Cotroti. But in the, just in Fuyi, at the beginning of the valley, uh, but in, in the rest of the valley, it's mainly a calcare soil with limestone. Good. And um, can you explain us a bit what is your philosophy in the winery? How many people are working in the winery and what kind of production process you are doing that you have this outstanding, cool, and good wines? Well, we are in four uh, persons um, uh, working all the, all the year. And uh, we had, uh, during the Les uh, Effeuilles and, and the working during the, the before harvest, obviously, uh, we had eight or nine persons. And during the harvest, we are probably in, in 12, 13, it depends. Uh, the harvest is due, due uh, the time of the harvest is more or less six weeks, uh, mainly four weeks at the beginning with Pinot Noir first week and uh, 
the white, Chardonnay, second week, Cornalin, uh, and Diolinoir, third week, and Syrah, and Humain Rouge. I forgot the Humain Rouge before. Uh, typical uh, grape from the Valais, uh, 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 the, the week number four. And the week number five, uh, Riesling, and the, and the week number six, Nebbiolo, yes, we, we, we plant some Nebbiolo, uh, like in Barolo or in Barbaresco, like in the Lange. And uh, because I like a lot, in uh, I consider the Mono Cepage, uh, Pinot Noir is probably one of the top, uh, Syrah is very interesting, Nebbiolo is one of the top, and uh, after that, it's for the red. Huh? In the white, I like a lot Riesling and, uh, and Chardonnay. And... Okay. And and Schöner uh, will be probably very interesting. Yeah, for, for Riesling, of course, Germany is a world champion. And uh, um, if you compare your Riesling to the typical Rhine Riesling from Moses Aruver or from um, from, oh, it's uh, less. Huh? Yeah, it's less. It's le It's probably a Riesling. It's dry, uh, like a Trocken in, in Germany. Grosse uh, Gewachs, but not uh, the same terroir, obviously, and uh, more alcohol because we reach 13 degrees uh, doing a Riesling dry, but with uh, eight, nine, or 10 grams of acidity, not with 11 or 12 like in Germany. And we try not to have a resi residual sugar, but sometimes we have between two and four grams. In Germany, if you if you do a, 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 a dry wine, it's more or less between six and eight, ten grams of sugar because we, we, you feel less because you have more acidity and the sugar is uh, less um, present, apparently. And uh, well, we have no uh, how do you call that. Um, um, oh, so in, in German, um, after Trocken, you have. Um, oh, I forgot. Uh, um, you have, of course, then uh, like cabinet, like Spätlese, like. Spätlese, Auslese, in the Spätlese, Auslese. So it and it will become sweeter and sweeter. But this is possible yes. because you have such a high acidity. So it has, yes, it, it has a counterbalance. Uh, otherwise, it would be just sweet in the mouth and it would be like marmalade. But uh, as you have this high acidity in Germany, you can stand such um, such high amounts of sugar. Uh, and it's natural sugar, so it's not added. And yeah, um, yeah so I think... Because of the organic uh, culture, the acidity is increasing, and that's very interesting. Pinot Noir reached a pH uh, between uh, 3.2, and uh, before, in the, not inorganic, the same with the same condition, we we had uh, uh, 3.4 instead of 3.2, and we decrease. Uh, the, the pH and we increase the acidity because of the organic. It's a good effect, and uh, and the low crop also increase uh, the, the good acidity. Mm. That is amazing. And um, something else which is amazing, you told me before that you have very uh, low um, harv so a very small amount which you are harvesting. So with these eight hectares, how many 
bottles per year are you producing and uh, how how much um, kilogram uh, per per hectare is a, is an average what you are harvesting Bon, we are producing between 25 and uh, 30,000 uh, bottles. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the other domain, normally, normally with eight hectares to compare, you produce uh, six, uh, 60,000 bottles and not between 25 and 30. Um, and that represents uh, 3,000 kilos by, uh, or between 3,000 kilos and 3,000 500 uh, kilos uh, by hectare mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with 10,000 10, uh, uh, wine per hectare. It's a big density of, uh, of one yard. Good. In, um, yeah, so I, I discovered you, by the way, through Falstaff, and um, it was amazing. Uh, the critics is really overwhelming. 96 point out of 100. This is amazing result. So it was this year the best Pinot Noir in uh, Falstaff in Switzerland. But um, to get such a high rating, what does it mean to you? Well, the rating is uh, recognize our job. That's very good. But it's also the expression of the terroir. We are lucky to have a great terroir. We are lucky to have good wine, uh, and and we have we are lucky to have a good team uh, to do a very good job in the wine yard. And after that, in the cellar, uh, less you do, better is it. But you need to do the things important during the pillage, during the the, the, the fermentation, and uh, and no chemical product. That's a philosophy very important. And uh, we can ask to, to Elio uh, what is his feeling about uh, why the wine are quite so good. <laughs> yeah, I give the word to you, Elio. Yes, well, I think that there's an accident that used to say less is more. So I think in the, in the, in the winery, we can think a little bit like this. So you can do less if you have a perfect fruit because you don't have to add anything because the fruit just... Uh, brings it itself up, so um, so I just have to you know gently like uh, uh, take the fruit and and bring it to the, into into wine. So uh, doing less it doesn't mean that you don't do anything. It means that you do less action, but you have to do it right. So um, I do like just uh, one little pigeon by day uh, in the morning, and I do it by uh, like feet stomping the grape as uh, as once, because <laughs> I like the feeling to feel the 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 grapes and where it's warm and then try to 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 make the cube the, the same. So I, I move around the, the, the hot pad so the it's kind of the homogenization of the cube. We don't do much of um, remontage, uh, just in some um, in some uh, grape that they reduce like uh, cornaline syrup, but Pinot is just like little pigeage uh, every day. For, uh, Normally you say the pigeage, you say the pigeage is manual, But the line, in this case, is not with the hand, it's uh, with, the, with the feet, but clean very clean. clean <laughs> Put in the citric acid. Uh, that's a unique unique chemical product. <laughs> it's just for, for us. That's not. why the acidity is high. <laughs> so you are still doing the pressing with your feet. So the... uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Because you know, we, we ferment in, in little uh, in little tank, so I can still do that because we, we don't have fermenters with like four tons of fruit because we're really small crop, and really small fermenters that we try to separate all the the different vineyards and ferment in each little tanks, and then uh, if we have possibility, we just uh, put in single barrels so we can see differences between the vineyards, and then we can to we understand can, uh, better the terroir. Yeah, and then and we can melt into into barrels. Another thing that we're changing is like uh, moving from classic barrels, so 228 liters, into 600 liters. Uh, so to reduce, hundreds, the, yeah, yeah to reduce the, the impression of wood mm. and to have more stability in the fruit for the long time. Yep. Yeah, I already tested your uh, Pinot, but we will speak about it later. And I can already confirm that this statement. I felt in your wine. <laughs> Good. So, so 16 was a 16. Uh, you are testing a 16 uh, Pinot Calcaire. It was a, a, a quite fresh year, not too hot, less hot than 15 and 17 and 18 and 19 and 20. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, we increase the temperature and we have uh, recently a réchauffement climatic. But because before we had some cold year, 12, 14, uh, 10, uh, 8, we start in 8, and 8, 10, 12, 14, we're very uh, cool, year. Yeah, cool year. And what was the difference then uh, in the taste? What, did you feel it? It had a higher acidity also? or? Um, or uh, how do you differentiate the wine 14 to, to 16, for instance, now? Well, in the fresh year, you have uh, more freshness, more fruit, more acidity. And because we, had, we have a, a very small crop, you reach the phenolic maturity and the reach the density of the grape. And we prefer quite so fresh year because we produce not a big quantity and it's, that increase more the quality because when it's a difficult years, you can do the job in the one yard. When it's a, a, an easy vintage, uh, it's easy for everybody to, to perform better wine. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, when I come back to you, Elion, uh, you said you have to do the right things in the uh, in the vineyard, but I would add you have to do the right things the right way to get such an outstanding wine. Because if you're just doing the right things, it's okay. But if you're doing the right things in the right way, then I think you are lucky and you can be happy and proud to reach such an outstanding wine, which is then awarded by Falstaff with 96 points, which is I think the, the best result for Pinot Noir this year. So uh, this is outstanding. Yeah, we had we had a, a 95 in the Wine Advocate, uh, and we had the yes. It's interesting to see the wine are appreciated by Falstaff, Vinom. Uh, we had the price of the best wine of Switzerland also with a Pinot Noir and not with a Syrah. One time with a Syrah but sometimes with uh, Pinot Noir. And it's very interesting to, to see if it's, it is possible to perform not 
all in Argovy or in Zurich, some very good Pinot Noir, but also, also in the in a hot country like Valais. If you pick at the, uh, at the good time, uh, and if you harvest uh, correctly uh, with a small crop, high acidity, um, branch mature, you can, you, you can do, but it's quite more difficult with a Pinot Noir, uh, obviously, than uh, with a Syrah. It's probably more easy to, to perform uh, in Valais a better Syrah than a better Pinot Noir. Yeah, and it's and the, thing uh, interesting, uh, is, is the thing that you, you do every year the, the same work in the vineyard if you want, but there's always a different result. Yeah, so, uh, to, to complete the answer before, uh, I can say that maybe in a, in a warm year, we try to maybe uh, work on the vineyard of Pino when we uh, took some leaf out. We try to work that later, so uh, we keep. Uh, like a shade, a little bit more shade in a, in a warm year. So maybe we start with Syrah and with grapes that they uh, they less sensible to uh, to, to a warm year. And uh, so yeah, you, you do the same things, but the thing is you have to do at the right time. So sometimes you can switch and do like uh, the Pinots before or the Syrah after, and uh, you know according to the to the weather condition. Normally every year we pick the grape like a. Uh, an order, start by this one yard of Pinot Noir, after that this, and this, and this. And, and this year was different. And this year, for the first time in 10 years, or in 12 years now, it was a little bit different. We, we don't know why some area blocked in the maturity, and we need to, to pick up after than usually, and some other before. And that's very interesting, because every year is different. Uh, it, it, it will be probably a little bit boring if you have always uh, and every year the, the same wine. That's a, the, the, the passionate thing is to have uh, a different wine every year and uh, a different result, not only because of the climate, but only because you, 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 you take the, the right decision to pick up at this time and not at this time. And, and, and we are very happy because we have no rumor, how do you say that in English? Uh, we are happy to pick at the end all at the good time. And uh, we have no disappointment to say, oh, uh, it's, it's uh, a little bit sad. We, we would like to, that yeah, we would like to pick uh, uh, four days after because the sun was good uh, and we pick up two, four, four, four days uh, too early. But no, at the end, uh, we did well, the, the, the right things at the good time. And that's the reason why you need also to, to feel the, the, the climate, to feel the, the meteor, meteorology, to, to pick at the, good, at the good moment also. It's very important also. Yeah. So of course you have to be a bit lucky from the weather, but you have also to bring all your competence into it to choose the right moment to choose. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, and of course you said uh, you you have to do not so much in the cellar, but this is. I would say not a general statement. In case you have a lucky year, you are not obliged to do so much in the cellar. But in case you have a very bad year, 
then your competence as a winemaker is required to adjust a bit more to nevertheless to, to get to a top result. Yes, obviously, but not completely, because if you have a bad year, because of the very small crop, you can reach the maturity if you have not too much road. But normally we have no road because we have a dry climate here and, uh, and a lot of wind, and it's uh, there are very good condition for, uh, for, uh, for wine. And other things is even, you know, we just have in red one, uh, one grape each... Um, uh, this branch, yeah. you know. So we, we just have six grape per, per wine. So that there's not a grape that touch another grape. So it's really difficult to get uh, to get disease. And when you see all the vineyards with like twelve or fifteen bunches of one onto, into another, uh, as soon as it rains, there is like water that gets stuck into the bunches and then they start rot. So uh, even in bad year, you know, the fact that the grapes are really uh, aerated. Yes. Uh, there's basically the, the only bad year for us is like really small crop. So it could be like a hill or a frost, but uh, otherwise talking about like disease or uh, things like botrytis or things like that, we, we don't really see that in the, in the vineyard. And we remove also the verjus uh, that produce concurrence with uh, the, the interesting grape. And I cannot understand even in a, some great domain uh, we didn't do that because it's, uh, for me, uh, very important to do this job and uh, obviously not to have a, a wine uh, touching uh, another, another grape. Um, I cannot understand in such domain and you reach a very high, high, high price, price like uh, 300 uh, euros. Uh, at 300 euros, you need to do a, a very good job in the, in the, in the wine yard. And that's the reason why, at the moment, we we have this chance to have a lot of people in, in, interested by our wine because we are not uh, so expensive. Probably in Valais, you have the the most expensive wine in the basic wine because you have no wine under uh, twelve or under uh, uh, f fifteen uh, euro. But if I speak in euro, but in the big wine, you have a lot of very, very, very interesting and good wine, or perhaps not a lot, but a certain quantity, uh, around 50 euro. And the same wine in Europe, in the great, uh, in the, in the uh, great appellation, are uh, around uh, 100 uh, and not 50 uh, euro. And the rapport qualité-prix, the the ratio between quality and price is very good in the top wine in Valais, but very bad in the in the basic level wine. How do how do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? What makes your winery unique? Because at the end of the day, you have to sell, and uh, I think you sell with very good success. But please tell us what is your secret? What are your differentiation against your competitors? Oh, as I said before, small crop, good quality uh, to perform, uh, good ability to perform wine in the cellar, uh, and um, uh, an average level of all the wine. Uh, all the wine are, are all my children, 22 children, 
and uh, the 22 children are the, we have the, the same con, con, um, consideration uh, with everybody of us. Uh, all the children are the same. And uh, the unique difference is the terroir. In the Pinot Noir, we perform the Pinot Noir in the same way. And if you are in a village or in a premier cours or in a grand cru level, it's because of the terroir, not because we produce more in the village, like sometimes in Burgundy, a little bit less in the premier cru and quite uh, less in the grand cru. No, we perform all the wine at the same, in the same way, with the, the same quality of wood, with the same quality of uh, grape, with the same, same um, uh, patience to, to, to have just very beautiful and top grape in the cellar. Good. That means at the end of the day, everything is dedicated to the best level of quality which you can uh, give to your customers. Absolutely. Absolutely, and the, the cost to produce a bottle more or less is uh, is in Valais between 10 and uh, 10 and 12 uh, francs. In our cellar is uh, around 19. The cost of production. Yeah, and the cost of production, and, of course, in, in Switzerland is much higher. So when we were talking before the interview, you mentioned that in Germany you will find wines of two point something euros and I can even not understand how they can survive because um, even if the labor cost in Germany is not as high but for two point I don't know 2.6 or 2.7 uh, euros what, what what kind of quality do you want to produce so uh, maybe that's the that's supermarket price but When I was talking to some very cool guys from Germany in my other interviews, you will never find this price level at their wineries. I interviewed, for instance, uh, Georg Breuer. I uh, interviewed um, Weingut in Zwölberich, and they are also on a price level something like you because they are dedicated to quality and the best quality you can not produce for 2.5 euros so you what you pay you get yes I, no I, i was just thinking about this thing of price no and uh, i think the big point here is the, the fact that you uh, can't really use machine here it's so like a moselle so it's so like really sloping and a lot of terraces that is even difficult to reach with your feet sometimes so uh, everything is has to be made by hand that's why that's why the cost is really high in probably in German, the, the bottle that is sold at 2.9 euros or something, uh, everything is made by machine. It's like big, big field in the, in the flat, and then everything is made by machine. That's the only way that you can justify this, this price. Because yeah. if would there have been people doing that, it would have been impossible to pay. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, for instance, um, if you are going to Mosel, Zaruva, in this area, you have the steep terraces, which are very similar to yours, uh, maybe even steeper than yours, I don't know, but um, uh, you have to do everything by hand. And uh, you, you even cannot go with the machines into, into the vineyard, so it's not possible because it is some, some, sometimes they have a... Uh, yeah, the little machine on the rail. Yeah. yeah, but you find also the wine at 30, 40 uh, euro. 
not at two, three, four, five, because uh, they they would like to do big quality and the price is more expensive because of the uh, doing a, a hard job also to do that. I would like to speak also um, about awards. This year you have got very cool awards in Falstaff, in Decanter and all this. So what does it mean to you to get these awards? Does it help you to sell or does it affect your business? Is, uh, so can you tell us a bit what is the advantages and disadvantages about these kind of awards? Well, uh, reward means a price, you say that? Huh? Yeah, you, you got uh, 96 points in, um, yeah. in Falstaff, so you are awarded with 96 points for this year, which is outstanding. So, But what does it mean for you to get this kind of price? For more, more consideration, but that we change nothing in the price because we didn't move at the beginning a lot of the price. We have a different uh, level of wine and we use this different level of wines to determine a price because of the terroir. Uh, it's the terroir which determinates uh, the price and it's uh, probably also a little bit the quantity. If you have just um, uh, 400 bottles, probably it's a little bit more expensive, expensive than the same quality of wine if you have uh, 2,000 bottles, more or less. But um, no, Uh, that changed nothing of the price. The price of the Pinot, we start with uh, uh, 38 francs uh, with plaisir, 48 francs with passion, and uh, uh, 50, uh, 56 francs for calcaire, and 78 for calcaire absolu. Probably we will increase calcaire absolu because everybody wants to have some calcaire absolu, a little bit... Uh, And, and we produce less because we are more uh, restrictive uh, in, the, in the selection of the different grape. And um, okay, but it's not very expensive because recently we uh, there were a big tasting in Burgundy with a lot of very famous producer, and everybody said, "Oh, well, Pinot Calcaire 16 is one of the top." And uh, in, in Burgundy, this wine will probably uh, will be sent at, um, uh, at uh, 200 euros or 250. Well, we cannot compare because uh, the, the, uh, the reputation of the Burgundy is very well known and the Valais at the moment not. But in the Valais, you, we have such big terroir like in Cotroti, like in Bordeaux, like in the Barolo, or like in, uh, in Burgundy. And that is a treasure. And uh, for instance, for the wine, which we taste in a few minutes, which is this Pinot Noir, um, Calcaire, uh, how many bottles do you produce from the 2016? How many bottles have you produced? Around uh, 1,800 and 2,000. Okay, so it's really, really small production. And uh, yeah, you, dear listeners, you see this winery is really dedicated to quality, not to quantity. And this is one of the, I think, main aspects and main factors that it has been, has become so much awards in the meantime. And yeah, I think now it's time to put some 
lovely Pinot into the um, into the glass. I don't know if you can drink at that moment also, <laughs> Patrick, but uh, otherwise... Well, you, you have a smell of... Um, uh, in this wine, well, the color is not absolutely very deep because of the whole branch, and that removes a little bit the color. Uh, the smell is uh, very perfume. Uh, you have a lot of uh, black fruit. Um, uh, you in in the mouse, you, the the minerality is um, very present. Uh, the lens is very very important, and you have a, a big minerality. It's not too fat. That's the reason why, because of very high level of limestone, we need to produce not a lot. Because if you produce too much, you have just acidity and the minerality. And not uh, the, the 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 middle of the mouse a little bit fat. Uh, obviously, um, uh, passion is a little bit more fat, but a little bit a little bit more short in the mouse because you have more terroir in calcaire than in passion, and more terroir in passion than in uh, than in, uh, in 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 plaisir, obviously. And the difference of the terroir between calcaire and calcaire absolu, there is no really difference, but the the wine the wine yard is more is older in the it's from 71 and 78 in the calcaire absolu and from 88 89 and 90 in pinot calcaire and it's very yeah. elegant you 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 have a little bit uh, smell like uh, uh, no sulfur wine because there is a small quantity of sulfur and the 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 process with the whole branch uh, decreases the impression of uh, of um, graphite mine de crayon of the sulfur when you put too much sulfur. We, we had very low quantity of sulfur. And even that, you, we, we, we did the tasting um, since the, the last um, uh, with uh, vertical of all the production. And the eight and the 10 are very, very young at the moment because of the low crop, um, fresh year, acidity, Oh, nine is a little has a little bit more evolution, but very pleasant at the moment and very young. Eleven, perhaps a hot year, a little bit more more evolution, but um, for the rest, uh, all the wine are very young because probably the process and the the small quantity of production in the wine yard. Yeah, you absolutely. And the right. terroir, mainly the, the terroir. The, the color is a very. Pale to medium ruby, and uh, in the nose, first impression was really the the cherries, the forest fruits, and uh, when I have it on the palate, raspberries, framboise is very present. What I feel first is very very smooth tannins, a very high, I would say, uh, fruitiness. Also, acidity is coming. And then there's coming a spiciness, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, the aftertaste is, is not so long, um, but uh, the, the whole character of the wine is, is very, very lovely. So I, I like this wine a lot. Thank you. We appreciate. And uh, it's also a bit of, uh, I don't know um, how you say in English, Wacholder, uh, the, the small berries you're doing, uh, you're using for gin. So a, a slightly note of Wacholder. Yes, uh, licorice. 
Yeah, liquids also, no, yeah. Not a lot, yeah. But at the end, we have not a big difference because of the power of the terroir in the hot and in the cold year. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly in calcaire and calcaire absolu. The difference is more present in Désir when we, we did Désir, but now we stop because we have less terroir. And if you have west, less terroir, you are more, more um, influence of the, of the temperature of the climate, obviously. And if you have a big terroir, the, the, the terroir uh, dominates the climate sometimes. And that's good. Yeah, dear listeners of Super Yacht Radio, um, we have tasted this really, really lovely wine. I hope you use the time also to open a nice bottle of red wine and uh, most probably you will not have the Pinot Noir from Histoire d'Enfer in, but something else would be good. And um, now we would like to cover a topic which affects us all, which is called Corona or covid And uh, Patrick actually is very involved from his job. He's also a doctor. But I would like to hear from you, Patrick. Did you change something in your strategy, in your op daily operation? To um, Have you something implemented to boost your sales? Or is everything doing as normal? So can you please describe if something changed during this year, if you have implemented new procedures so I give the word to you, Patrick. Well, I need to, to be more in my uh, main job, uh, medicine, because of the COVID, because um, I, I take in charge all the COVID, and I, I, I did a lot of tests every day, and uh, I test and I, I cure a lot of people, and it's, uh, I have less time for the wine, obviously, at the moment, and I have the, the chance to have uh, Elio with his team, Uh, doing a very good job and uh, reporting me uh, what happens every day. And uh, I need to spend less time uh, in the one yard and in the cellar at the moment. Uh, but uh, I am involved a lot in the medicine, but I continue to relax, to, to test wine, to, to visit some other producer if it's possible, because we are no... Uh, confinement in Switzerland at the moment, and uh, but it's it's quite difficult because I have no time, and it was the same for you today. Um, it was a little bit um, uh, disappointing for me not to have more time for you, but um, uh, I need to now to to return on my job because uh, uh, it's like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I hope. It's a second wave and we, we will have a third wave and after that finish, I hope, uh, and stop because it's a little bit boring not to, to can um, test wine with a, a lot of people because the wine is not something just for um, us. It's something to, um, to, share with to have a conviviality, we said in French. We say in French. Yes. I totally agree. But um, uh, are your wines only available in Switzerland or do you sell, sell internationally? How is your um, customer structure? Well, we have uh, uh, 90% obviously in Switzerland, uh, some exportation in the Cave Le Grand in Paris and uh, Lobenberg uh, good wine in Germany. Um, but it, uh, some wine in Italy like that. But it's 
in Denmark mm-hmm. with Michael Poulsen in uh, in Denmark. But at the moment, it's difficult to to have Swiss wine because it's difficult to export Swiss wine. We are not in the Europe. We have uh, difficulties to export the wine because of the customer, and it's not very easy. And um, and the, the Swiss wine are normally quite expensive. Uh, if you reach big quality, uh, as I said before, it's not expensive too much to compare with the other. But if uh, at the basic level, it's quite impossible to export uh, Swiss wine because we are too too much expensive. But on the other hand, in case uh, the customer in a lovely Michelin restaurant enjoys your wine, I think he's not thinking about the price. He's just thinking about the experience, about what he gets for, for his meal. And this, uh, this lovely Pinot Noir is so good to combine with a meal. So I would actually combine it with some um, game, but maybe you have something else in mind. What would you uh, combine with this great Pinot Noir? Well, we have the the chance to be in the a lot of great restaurants, and then with this Pinot Noir, I would like to to take probably uh, this night uh, uh, a very good chicken, elegant with uh, perhaps some mushroom. And but yeah, we we, we can combine a lot of things. Uh, we can taste just a. Uh, Uh, a, a piece of uh, meat, uh, Côte de Boeuf. It's all, also very, very elegant and very. Uh, the association is very good. Oh, and, and sometimes we we try to put some Pinot Noir with fish because we you can put a very elegant Pinot Noir with with, with fish. If you have a, a, a lot with a, a, a red wine sauce. Uh, and Pinot Noir should be very interesting also. I totally agree with you. And uh, I know, Patrick, you have to go back to work. So I would like to thank you so much for the interview. It was a great talk. And I think our listeners have learned so much about this very special region in Switzerland, which is called Wallet, about your winery, the Domaine Histoire d'Enfer about your philosophy, about a bit the uh, wines. And in case you would like to buy the wines, just uh, contact me and I will forward it to Patrick. Yeah, it was great pleasure. It was a great interview. It was great talk. So uh, I give the word to you and um, that you can also... It will be a great pleasure if you, if you come to see us and to taste the wine in the winery. We will be very happy with that. Yeah, so whenever you would like to park your super super yachts in the mountain area of Switzerland, you're welcome. But otherwise, you park your super yacht in another place and take the car, which is maybe the more appropriate solution. And I think Patrick, whenever you come, will be a great host and he is a great person. And yeah, so now it's time to say goodbye and final prose patrick and yeah hope to see you again in a healthy condition thank you very much you too no covid and no no loss of uh, of smell um, because it's very important to continue to test uh, good wine <laughs> yeah good wines you can only test with a good nose and a good smell uh, taste on the palate cheers cheers
Bye bye. Super Yacht Radio, making you feel good all, all day, day long. long. Sicily, an island made of beautiful destinations, summer sensations, and deep emotions. Based in Siracusa and with a history going back to 1875, Bocca di Fuoco Maritime Services are your perfect partner to help you get the most out of your visit. Specializing in berthing, bunkering and general agency services, we take care of all your needs, whether they be technical, medical or financial, freeing up your time to enjoy the many splendors of Sicily. From Favignana to Marzamemi, from the Aeolian Island to Etna, from Agrigento to Siracusa, Sicily has everything you need to make your dreams come true. Start your journey now by contacting Bocca di Fuoco Maritime Services. Email us at siracusa at boccadifuocoyodin.it or call us on plus 39 33 131 77 596. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.